Pigeons 420. Mr. Grow It. And Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV. From the Stash Podcast. This show is brought to you by Dutch Pro USA. Nutrients made for growers by growers. From the base nutrients to the explode booster. Dutch Pro USA is bringing you the essentials that all growers need without the extra bottles. Visit Dutch Pro USA or find their products on Amazon.com. And AC Infinity. Innovators in the air game. Providing state-of-the-art inline fans, tents, and more to the home grower. Visit acinfinity.com or Amazon to pick up some of their products. And you could save money with any of these brands by checking out the discount codes below in the description. From the Stash hey. Podcast. Hey. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good to see yeah. you. Welcome How's back. How's it going, man? Hey, Pete. It's good, good to see, see you. Pete's been a while. It has been a minute. It's been a minute. Yes, good to see all of you. It's Thursday today. Second podcast, second uh, show of the week for From the Stash. Welcome back to everybody. Look at this. It's a big... We got 100 people already just chilling in the chat. And we got a new face here. Who is... What's this? What's this? Take it's it away, Rob. Matt Mooney, the motherfucking grow mastermind over there at Franklin Fields. We don't say master grower because that's like you can only master your grow. We had a good discussion about that. But man, I tell you what, of all the places I've been to for commercial grows, that's why I wear this hat constantly. I could stand it. looks good with my headphones. But I could stand mm. behind this brand, man. Fucking dank. Dank. Thank you. Yeah, welcome to Thank the show, you. brother. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Hell yeah, man. So... A lot of people who are in the caregiver position right now and, and or just home grower, you know, they always want to get in the industry. You know what I'm saying? And you're one of the, the few people that I've heard a story that actually is more like you worked your way to the, the different levels, you know, and to hear um, basically like a humble beginning to where you are now is insane to see the size of the place, man. It's if you haven't seen it, I got an episode over on CLTV, uh, a tour of the facility of Franklin Fields is just beautiful, man. Beautiful. So if you could, man, talk a little bit about who you are, just to start off, like, uh, who you are and what got you into this field. Well, um, my name is Matt Mooney, like they said. Um, I am the Director of Cultivation at Franklin Fields, but I didn't start with that title. I started at a humble beginnings, just like anybody in the caregiver market or the beginning stages of a homegrown. Um, I started in 2008 just because a friend of mine and was uh, growing at home and introduced me to it and said that I'd really enjoy it. Um, so I started with a five gallon bucket daisy chain of plants together and kind of on light movers and just small little room. I mean, I was growing in a, a 10 by 12 room that was just small enough to have 10 plants in it. And uh, I tried a lot of different variations and failed a lot my first couple runs and <laughs> um, I learned from those mistakes and continued to grow. Um, in 2010, I built out my first grow in a new house I purchased in a pool barn. And by 2012, I was building cult or grows across the planting area for friends and people that I was introduced to just because I had a good idea of how uh, environmentals and how things should work inside of a grow. By uh, 2015, I had been introduced, well, I had been working with Russ Chambers, the owner of Franklin Fields here. Um, I was working for his Go Greener uh, lawn care company, and he came to me and asked me if I was interested in building out a caregiver grow in 2015, and we had some nice commercial space that we really did it right in, and uh, started trying to do uh, testing for microbial and everything to potency to see if we could pass back in 2016. And we were passing every test up to 2018 and decided to jump into the legal market in 2018. And we didn't finish our construction, our building to 2020. And we opened November, 2020. And now we've been open about a year and a half, year and three months, four months, give or take. And it has been a whirlwind of a dream come true for me to, to start off with 10 plants and fail more times than I succeed to now succeed more times than I fail. So it's definitely a, an experience that I could never take back and um, a lot of good memories made along the way. So good for you. That's good kind for of you. my story. Dude, it's it, incredible. Honestly, I was going to say it's amazing because a lot of people who I've ran into, it's usually uh, they already have wealth, you know, generational wealth, or they went to school and they just have a qualification. It's not the, the working their way up, so to speak. 
and seeing these different areas. If you don't have those lessons that you learn, you don't get the harvest that you earn. You know what I'm saying? You don't get to those points. And I think that more and more people have to get in the trenches first before they want to take that big ass leap into the commercial market. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And the, the thing here is, is that, you know, those those lessons that you learned, that failure that you learned that was imminent throughout your 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 adventures is what hardened you for what you're what you're facing facing today. The entire legal, the Canadian legal market uh, was essentially funded by people who had no idea about anything in regards to cannabis. They were hiring people that had, you know, no idea what they were doing. And a lot of them went belly up because it was just, it was, it, money can't grow weed. Um, and, you know, it, it takes a little bit more than that. And it's, it's amazing to see someone that started from the bottom and then worked their way up through the trenches to get to a point where now you can provide on a, on a much larger scale that success that you learned throughout your, uh, your, your journeys, which is certainly admirable. Yeah, I mean, it was... Uh great experience i mean i didn't i didn't come from money growing up that wasn't how i was raised we were raised middle class and um but i did work my ass i my butt off i would say sorry for my language but over here (laughs) to get in the position where i'm at and was offered sweat equity ownership in this building without having to put up any money which was a huge thing for me i mean i don't care who you are where you've come from ownership don't come free you know what i mean so I felt as a very appreciative and humbled by the experience that they believed in me that much that they were willing to give me something that they were putting all the money up for, you know what I mean? So I actually care even a little bit more because I do own part of this and it is something that my name's on and I want to make it as the best I can, you know what I mean? So. Well, like in that case too, like I've met Russ, he's a great guy. He's got uh, other ventures and things that have been able to work out very well for Franklin Field. You guys have a, a dispensary, like a chain of dispensaries with Botanical Co. And may I say, fucking on point, great bud tenders who really actually can guide you to the product you're looking for. When I asked for gas, the guy actually brought me a gassy cultivar. I couldn't believe it because normally gas is just stinky. That's what people think, but they knew what they were talking about. Stuff was displayed very well, and the prices were ridiculous, man. I walked out of there with a Z for 125 I couldn't even, I, I'm still <laughs> flabbergasted, man, to this day. Like, I can't even, and it was very good, the pink cookies. And so, I originally got introduced to you guys through, uh, we did a Dank Deezer Booth episode. It was a cultivar I wasn't a big fan of. Then we saw you guys again in Vegas. I didn't see you guys in Vegas, but Trey did. Shout out Trey Strongs. And we reconnected again. And when I went into the grow to see what you guys have and how large it's scaled and to see, like, it can't be a one-man show. You know, an operation can't just be done by one person. The way that you set it up in leadership, uh, if you want to talk a little bit about that, I really like that the structure that you have in terms of the teamwork and how you've built that team. Yeah, I mean, this was a discussion we were just talking about. It's funny we're discussing the same thing today, but coming back from a caregiver grow with 72 plants, I could touch every plant every day. Um, it was nothing for me to work my caregiver grow by myself um, unless I was needing help bucking or trimming or any of the the harder tasks, defoliations. Um, but on a day-to-day, I knew every environmental I needed to adjust, and it was super simple to just walk in and have everything dialed in. Um, I'll go into a place where I have right now on hand 3,700 plants in this facility, and to have not just myself touch all those plants, but 36 other employees um, is a scary situation to be in because you're entrusting these employees to take the training you've given them because a lot of these um, employees didn't know, they didn't come from the same background I did. They didn't grow. They didn't have any experience. So they were coming from jobs in the insurance company or retail industry. Um, They were coming to cannabis as a way to, and, you know, work with plants and be able to consume and not have such a serious job. And uh, we pretty much sat down with these guys for the first 12 weeks we were in business. And uh, every day we taught them hands-on training and made them our ambassadors for all new employees that we we hired on that they would train further and further and further. And um, I really have a great team. There's no joke with it. This isn't a one-man operation. Franklin Fields is not successful because Matt Mooney's the best. I tell you till I'm dead in the face that I have still a ton of learning to do myself. Um, we're great because we have a great team behind us and everybody pulls their weight and everybody contributes. And we have the 
a team to make it to what we are, you know, to produce the products, to put the caring in and the time in when I'm stuck in meetings or on the phone or traveling around Michigan to see other grows or other places just to build connections as well. So I really trust my team. They are a great group of guys and, and gals and we really have a strong core behind us. That's for sure. So. Oh yeah. So what about um, like, I say recruitment. So let me take a step back. You've been in this for a long, long time, long before rec even hit your state. Right. Um, I've heard that, uh, you know, I actually just spoke to Envy Closet Med Grower. He's another guy who kind of started from the bottom and worked his way into commercial facilities. Uh, and his perspective was kind of interesting. Um, back way back then, it seemed like you needed to know somebody in order to get into the industry. Right. So back in 2016, I actually applied to a couple commercial facilities and uh, got shot down pretty quick. Didn't get a lot of answers back at all. Um, and I've been told that you needed to know somebody in order to even be considered whatsoever. These days, I heard it's a little bit different. You know, you've got people coming out of schools, they've got education, um, you know, and they are, it's easier to kind of be known and recognized and get into the industry nowadays than it was back then. What's your take on that? Are you, do you, do you find it similar to, to that in your area as well? And how do you go about recruitment of people? So to be honest with you, besides myself and uh, my cultivation manager, Bridger, we've been cultivating together since 2008. So um, he's the only person I know from outside the cannabis industry that, or the, can, the, the, um, the lifestyle that was had experience or I knew from growing or selling or, you know what I mean, just smoke sessions or anything like that. So um, I did all my hiring strictly off Indeed. I know that sounds crazy. And I talked to all the plumbers of the world and these HVAC companies that can't find good workers right now. They can't find help. They're struggling. I put an ad out Indeed, and we have such a good reputation that I get over a thousand applications in less than 24 hours. Um, and then it's just weeding through the applicants to figure out who we want and who we want to who's the best fit for our, not even their experience doesn't matter as much as how they fit with our culture is that is our biggest thing we're looking for. If we're looking for people that want to come to work and they want to enjoy this work and they want to take ownership, just like we're taking, I'm taking ownership and, and build this company, not just think of this as a day-to-day job where they're coming in and punching the clock and going home all pissed off because so-and-so didn't help them or so on and so forth. Um, We really want this to be enjoyable. I mean, biggest things we do here to keep our employees happy is build morale every day. So we offer out every week, we offer out samples of our flower to our employees to be our biggest critics and tell us, hey, this is no good. Why are we growing this? Or this is great. Or this is not something I'd ever smoke again. Um, because if we don't like what we're growing here, why are we growing it for everybody else? You know what I mean? So I think a lot of employees take that enjoyment that every week they know they can go home with a couple grams of a free weed or a couple of pre-rolls and they get to enjoy the smoke and, and let us know their input on it. You know what I mean? And I do think back in 2016, you are correct. There was a lot of stigma behind it that you needed to be this master grower to get into this industry. But I mean, I was nothing special. I didn't have a reputation before I got into the game and before I started the facility in 2020. And you don't need to be some you know, Facebook, Instagram, you know, warlock where you're the, the king of the kings. <laughs> Just you need to be good at what you do and enjoy what you do. That's the biggest thing because you're always going to learn and we're always going to make mistakes. So, and if you can't learn from your mistakes and you can't get over them, then you're never going to be better than what you were yesterday. You know what I mean? So that's kind of my thoughts on the whole process. Absolutely. And you mentioned, uh, you know, you, you post a job and there's a thousand people that apply within 24 hours. That just shows how much of a, uh, let's say demand, but like there's so many people that want to come into this field. Interest. There's pro- yeah. Interest, right. The, the extreme interest. I mean, there's so many people uh, tuning in here. It's their dream to go from their home grow right now to a commercial facility. Dude, um, yeah. So, you know, you mentioned a little bit about kind of, the employees, what you look for. Um, is there any advice you can have for those that are tuning into this that that want to stand out uh, in regards to the application process? 
you know, what do you look for? Like that's kind of stands out to you um, that gets you to call them in for an interview. Well, I guess the, the biggest thing that looks stands out for me once as a qualifier is do you have good mode of transportation to and from work? You know what I mean? Um, running a lawn care industry for 12 years, I've, I've learned that if you don't have a good mode of transportation reliable during the wintertime, you're probably not going to show up to work because you can't call a buddy because it's snowed and you can't get to work. So that's... Um, oh, Russia took him. Oh, there he is. We'll pull him it back. It might be a connection issue. He's coming back. All right, we'll, we'll, get it, we'll get it. There we go. There we go. Hold on. I like how we had a little heads up. Boodoo. Yeah, that's the, that's the wonders of being over here on Twitch, guys. Is you get to see raw dog behind the scenes content. I had to throw the dog in there, guys. Um, if you are watching, just a quick little second. Uh, we do do these live shows twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, two p.m. Central, three Eastern, and twelve Pacific. So uh, you can come and influence the question or influence the conversation by just joining at Twitch TV slash From the Stash Podcast. So if you're watching over on Twitch, don't forget leave a like. Leave a comment and head on over to Twitch to join the uh, live conversation. Now, sorry, um, Mr. Mooney, I can't remember, Matt, uh, I can't remember where you were. Reliable transportation. Reliable transportation. Yeah, reliable sorry. transportation. That's number one. Um, and then number two is job experience. Or not job experience, but job uh, longevity. You know what I mean? How long have you bounced between jobs? Usually, I know this might sound bad, but if you were at a job for the past year, every month, a different job, that means there's either something that maybe doesn't work well with you or you might not get along well with others, in my opinion. So I, I take that into consideration. And last but not least is I always held personal interviews where I sit down and, and any, every interview we did, it's, if I can connect with you in the first five minutes, then it's, you're somebody I want to work with. You know what I mean? And that's my biggest thing. If I want to work with you, I'm going to enjoy working with you and we're going to have a good a good rapport. If I don't, if I can't connect with you in that first five minutes and you don't want to chat or talk and you're very kind of monotone, kind of just, I'll give you a call if I need you kind of type of thing. I know that sounds bad. It's never my way of doing things might not be the right way all the time, but it's really worked for me really well. And everybody here that I work with every day, I have a very good rapport with where I can go out after work and have a beer with these people and enjoy spending time with them or you know what I mean so that's what works with me so I would say to anybody trying to get into this industry it's not what you know and it's not who you know it's who you are as a person and how you act for the job you know what I mean um that's my best advice because you never know who you're going to meet and how you influence those people in the first five minutes is the lasting impression they're going to have on you when you walk out the door you know it's it's kind of great to see that the uh, you know this is this is 2022 now. It's nice to see that the cannabis community, the cannabis employment, is starting to work like everything else. You know, it's not about who you know. It's not about how much money you have. It's about who you can present yourself as and the kind of human being that you uh, you, you 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 become. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, transportation is huge, and that goes for any job. If you can't get to your job, you're not going to be able to do it, and you're going to be a burden. And rather than an asset, you know, so um, it, it's great to see that the playing field is evening, you know, that anyone with 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 the passion and the excitement, the interest that can get into the field can get into the field. That's uh, that, that's good to know. That's good to know. I'm I'm kind of curious. You now, let's say you, so you found your, your 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 employee. They made it through the hiring process. Um, without just giving away all your practices, because we're digging you deep here, it's uh, how do you get how do you get your growers on the same page? Um, because I'd say one of the biggest differences between having a a, a local grower, a home grow, versus a a uh, um, uh, fill in the blank for me here, boys, a, uh, a commercial grow is that you're going to have multiple hands on the plants at one time. Is there anything that you you guys do to kind of make sure that everybody's on the same page, kind of performing similar tasks, not stepping on anybody's toes? Um, Pretty much is there anything the you can speak to? operation of procedures. Like hmm. who, who creates the, the process for growing and hands it down to the people? Is that where you come into play, where you've got the master process and then you'll delegate to the right team? Or is it like, hey, what do you guys specialize in? Are you somebody who's more of a plant trainer? Are you somebody who's more of a trimmer? The trimmers are trimmers, you know, work your way up to that. But yeah, it'd be cool to know uh, what your normal process is to delegate that work. So most of my employees are jack of all trades, I'd call them. You know what I mean? They do every step. Well, we do have our separation between a cultivation tech and a trim and packaging tech. 
Uh, cultivation will handle all living plants and trim and packaging is going to handle all your trimming and packaging end product when it's a non-living plant. Um, how we schedule and how they know what to do is we have a lot of um, procedures in the place so they know every step of the way. Um, first off, my biggest thing is I build an Outlook calendar. I have about 29 different calendars I deal with just for our watering cycles, just for our, you know, trimmings or any kind of step of the way of the living plant from defoliations to watering to harvest to cloning to transferring the plants to a flower room to topping everything spelled out every day on a, on a, on a calendar now that calendar is presented on a tv screen once they walk in the door so they can see what every day is um, and then from there we take those uh, tasks and we break them down onto a dry erase board in the meeting room which we call our plant work area and we assign those tasks to every single employee. So every employee then has a job to do every day. And then outside of all their rooms, outside of all of our flower rooms, we have the tasks again broken down right there where then they would sign off on those tasks once completed. So we are very structurally driven on task orientation and making sure tasks get done. If we didn't do this task orientation and have this all spelled out, we'd basically be chasing our tails every day, trying to figure out if things were watered, if things were you know, taken care of, topping was done. Um, with this, it's pretty cut and dry. If you didn't do the task, I can, we can tell by the, the three different steps we have. And just so you know, we do all hand watering in this facility, so we definitely need to be making sure water, plants are watered or we're gonna have some dead plants the next day when we come into work. So um, I would say for anybody that's looking to, even at your caregiver grow, Orient, you know, organization is key, and that's every step of your process from cleanliness to organization. If you don't know where everything is and you can't find it quick, you're going to have some real struggles when you when you try to grow because trying to figure out where you put something yesterday is going to make it a harder task the day of when you're trying to do that task. And making sure every single employee knows the task they're supposed to do will make your life easier when you can step away for three hours and know when you come back, everything's being taken care of in the pattern you designed. So that definitely helps out a lot for me. So, and you might have, sorry, you might have touched on this. How many plants do you have? 3,700 right now in this facility. And then, how what's the split on that? So, germination, veg, flower, roughly. Oh, so there's uh, 1,900, no, I'm sorry, 1,700 plants in veg and nursery. And then there's another 1,000 plants in flower. Wow. So can believe that, guys. And, and how many people do you staff? I have 36 right now. Jesus. So that's quick math, 36. That's 100 plants to each person, right? You said 3,600, 3,900. So you're a little over 100 plants to each person. So it's like you're hand-watering all. That's that's incredibly, like, fucking legendary, work, man. man. I don't trust a guy who doesn't hand-water his plants. So it's like, you know, this is this is next-step stuff, you know? Well, this next-step, next-level stuff. Looking at those plants versus other places, for one, the plants are trained more. There's more uh, individuality to each plant. But then also, they just seem healthier in a sense, like rich, full, and healthy, even down to like the smaller yielding one of the pug's breath over to the, the larger yielding ones. Like everything was on point and tight. The amount of work that goes into it is crazy, but I see that there's more hit or misses with some of the auto watering at scale like that. So it's like, it just really depends. There's drip irrigation, there, there's uh, like misting processes, but how you're going about it, man, the plants are really showing it, it's working well. And speaking of plants, like, how do you guys go about the, the process of choosing your cultivars? You were just saying how you're doing this massive, to me, a massive pheno hunt. I have five fucking seeds that I just popped with Chris's cultivar. And <laughs> that was like, whoa. But then look, looking at, uh, what you said, 170 it'll be, you're popping? Well, I know, so what I try to do is in the past year, we brought in, you know, our own genetics from our caregiver grow, plus other genetics from other caregivers we knew around the state. Um, and we weeded out those ones that worked well with our facility and which ones didn't. Um, and then we kind of got stagnant here where we were, you know, Michigan, no offense, but is driven by THC right now. And, and that's what the consumer wants at the end of the day. And most of our cultivars coming out of our caregiver grow were, we're a good bag appeal, good smell, but lower THC, 18 to 22s. And so we wanted to uh, up our game. So we ended up uh, connecting with a seed, our, uh, a genetics producer here in Michigan that sold us a bunch of different clones and uh, 
And we brought those in around 32 different strains. And over the past year, we've been weeding through. And I'm out of that 32, we're only going to keep two. I mean, that sounds bad, but we just didn't like what they were. And we didn't like the production they did. So my thought was, you know, why am I going to keep wasting my money, spending money on genetics that don't work with us? I want to hunt these myself. I want to make sure that I want to see with my own eyes how they flower, what their flower production is, have my friends test my flower, see what they think and people that work here and then bring something into my grow that I, I can stand behind. You know what I mean? So, um, and I'm an old school genetic guy. Um, one seed that I've just brought back and I just popped a dozen of them was some uh, Big Buddha blue cheese. I don't know if you remember back that 2008, 2010, that was hot. Um, that's one we're bringing back. Um, you know, we're looking for an old school sour diesel right now. You know, we're trying to bring back like a super mass, um, anything that's older. I'm, I'm an older school genetic kind of guy. Now, I also bought some exotic genetics, their new drop with the Baker Dozen. I bought a couple of their stank house and bread and butter because you got to keep up on the times too. But you know, I just like. I like what I like and I like old school genetics and that's the only problem is they're never that high THC, but they're always a high terpene, high flavonoid. So it's, it's a give and take. Mostly I'm giving and they're always taking, you know what I mean? So <laughs> that seems to be what it is. But dude, I mean, of all, Dank Deezer Booth has died any Danks other than Franklin Fields. And, and that's where like, I really can attest to the flavor side of things, man. The And, and look on a lot of it too, had very beautiful looks, but like, Lemon G is not something that you look at and you're like, holy shit. But you smell it and you taste it, you're like, damn. And I feel like more and more people are going to realize the entourage effect isn't fully driven by THC. That's, that's a factor, but it's not the determining factor. So more as companies, I guess, enlighten the people and let them know, like, hey, here's the, the terpenes that you're getting in this. Here's some of the reactions that you'd get from this side. That's when I think people will be educated on the consumption level. And they'll be looking more for flavors in that family versus... THC numbers like the 30 club is a big Michigan thing people talk like getting the 30 club like 30 percent THC and I've never had one that's very flavorful ever you know or and I don't really get that baked I feel like I'm just like Meh. you know yeah high THC but like I, I should be like knock my dick in the dirt with this but no it's kind of just yeah. average people are caught up in numbers though right like it's a numbers game I've gotten I've gotten way more you know uh, effects from a 22 than I have from a 28, 29, alleged 30. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, it, it's that entourage effect, right? And you, you can't lie, though. The problem is is that you, the, the market is, is dictating where we're going right now. And when you've got, you've got the eye candies on Instagram and everybody just assumes those trichomes mean THC. You know, it's THC, THC, THC. That's not the case, you know? It's like, just because it's got tons of color and tons of... A, eye and sex appeal doesn't mean it's going to slap at all you know and when you've got when when all you can do when you walk into a dispensary is you see two numbers on there thc and cbd it's like oh well it's just like a test score the higher it is the better right so let's let's go with the highest thc with with little with little knowledge about what else is impacting you know the the effects um so i, I am kind of curious if if somebody was trying to trying to say go from a, a a smaller grow to a commercial grow what would be like the what what's been the biggest awakening for you in trying to go from from to me it'd be scale but what would be the biggest uh, eye opener trying to go from from growing for yourself for growing for tens of thousands I'd say the biggest eye opener going from a 72 plant caregiver grow to a full on facility, 32,000 square feet, is that scale is one, but scale is controllable if you have the right team in place. I'd have to say, what's the mistakes you make on your design of your building? You know what I mean? Um, hmm. I designed this building to a T, what I thought would be perfect. Um, I look at it retrospectively and I can see. How many mistakes I made that on my next building I would do differently. Um, storage space is huge. Um, we didn't build this place for storage. We built it for canopy. And packaging, as we know, doesn't come in single boxes. It comes in big, huge boxes, and you got to order tons of it at a time because you're 16 to 18 weeks out for packaging um, material. And I have nowhere to put it. So it's pretty much stuff it where it goes. You know what I mean? Um, also, I didn't build this place for... Um, for fresh frozens or any kind of 
um, any kind of product that people wanted to purchase for solvent list. Um, so I'm pretty much restricted to what I can sell for fresh frozen right now. That's something that I wish I would have done better on. I didn't build this room for maneuverability. It was just canopy, like I said. And I don't have a lot of room to work on plants on my tables between the aisleways. I have a 27-inch walkway. I'd rather have like a 36 to a 48 where you could wheel a, a armchair down there and sit in it and be relaxed rather than standing the whole day. Um, these are the biggest things. It's, it's just, you know, we're, you're always in a rush, right? That's the end goal. You want to be first to market. You want to be first on the scene. You want to be the big guy on the, you want to show off your Instagram how cool everything looks. Um, I think the biggest thing for me would have been to slow down a little more and uh, to make sure we did it better on our build out. But you live and you learn. Like I said, we will be building another facility hopefully within the next year. And I have about a notebook, about three pages long of things that I'll be changing on that one. So um, that would be my hardest thing was just not knowing what I was getting into. I, you know, not knowing the space I needed, not knowing the amount of people and personnel that we needed, not knowing the the storage space and the consumables we'd be consuming every day. Um, that's our, I mean, you want to talk about like the biggest expense we have is just consumables, um, gloves, nitro gloves, scissors, um, you know, hair nets, beard nets, face masks due to COVID-19. Um, and that's, that, that was, I didn't realize how much we would go through different stuff like that. Um, and finding the, the, the providers to be able to provide you with these things was a learning curve for us. Um, you know, trying to use local people because you want to always spend local, but realize that Amazon.com will deliver in the next day. For a cheaper price no offense i mean love to stay local no if i can business is business but man it's that that was be the hardest thing i would say when i scaled um was just learning all the stuff that i'd have to do and then also realizing that i wasn't just growing for myself and my family no more and the money i made um actually i made a difference on a PL and donors wanted to see a good PL every year you know what i mean that would be the other thing you didn't realize until you sit down and you're like, oh, crap, okay, we're spending this much money on nutrients. We better we better change some things up to get a cheaper nutrient in here, kind of kind of stuff like that, you know? That's These are gems. These are gems. You know, you, you, you really, you could be helping someone right now, and uh, th- these are things that only experience will, will ever teach you. And, man, it, it's, a, it's a blessing to hear that our community is opening up, you know? Um, mem- let's go back to 2004 when we used to ask our boy, boy where he got that bag from. He wouldn't tell you. He he wouldn't tell you. We were very reserved. You know, people weren't talking about cannabis. We weren't very forthcoming about our adventures and our journeys in in, in this particular space. So it's great to hear that, you know, finally, you know, it's someone in your position who's creating that dank with 3,900 plants or 3,700 plants. 3,700 plants. It is is incredible and and, and very open about your experience and and what it takes to go through it. I I appreciate that. Well, Well done. Thank you. Well, and I see you getting busy, obviously. Last question I would like to ask, and the chat over here on Twitch has asked this a couple times. What nutrients are you currently running, if you don't mind? I was going to ask that one, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about nutrients, man. Um, So I have tried every nutrient in the book. um, And I guess we'll start from humble beginnings. I started out in uh, Dutch Master. I don't know if a lot of you will remember that, but it was a product back in 2012 for just DWC systems. I really loved and it, DWC wouldn't scale here. So I went to a more soil based product and I actually ran into, uh, I went to MJ BizCon in 2018 and I ran into a guy named Josh Hamp that created a book called Threolite. And uh, he gave me a copy of his book for free and said, hey, why don't you try my nutrients out? I'm trying to come to market. Would this be something you're interested in? And I was like, yeah, I'll try them. Um, And I tried them. And they're Success Nutrients is the name of the company. And and that's what I started running in 2018. And I'm still currently running. Now, the problem with Success Nutrients is a liquid-based nutrient. So shipping liquid across state line is very pricey. so now we are in the process of trials with different companies. We are, I, I'm not going to hide any secrets or tell any lies. Um, we are trialing Athena right now and Front Row Ag, which is a sol- our water soluble. So it's a salt base, which is a very, about eighth the price of what I'm spending right now on nutrients. So um, 
that's the biggest thing in this market. It's a race to the bottom, right? Who's going to sell the cheapest weed for the for the best THC? And that's where my my price per pound has to be able to compete when the market drops out, like it did in Colorado, Oregon, and other states. So, um, buying nutrients that cost you ten times what I'm paying in a water soluble doesn't work no more for me. So. We're making sure, though, before we switch, that our quality doesn't go on down, and our and our um, our taste is still there that we're getting with the nutrients we are running right now. So um, it's a give and take. It's a hard thing to say, like that money's going to dictate how your flower is, but you know you have to run lean because there's I think 400 and some grows coming online this year or online or competing against me, so. Wherever I can shave a buck is where I guess my biggest thing I have to do. You know what I mean? And that that's not how I want to grow, but that's how I have it's to business. Grow, you know what I mean? So that's where people I think uh you really have to consider getting in the commercial side of things. Do you want this to be a business? Because then you you will take some things that were your passion or that you romanticize and may not be able to bring with in this area because you do have to scale and you also have to have an ROI. If you don't you know, you can't have any sustainability in a business. You'll always just be putting money into it and always just barely breaking even. And that's just not going to last. Now, I will say that the big thing I noticed with you guys versus other places is genetics. Solid, quality, good, dank genetics. And then the drying and caring process, just very uh, organized and structured. Everybody's doing everything very tight. And then even the, by far, hands down, best pre-rolls I've ever had. Every pre-roll I've ever smoked is a fucking trim pre-roll. And... These ones, this is why I even initially was turned on to you guys. I had one of Burkle, and I was like, whoa, what is this? This is a pre-roll? Trey gave it to me. I couldn't believe it. And just seeing that area, it's like the flavor, I think, is the focus. Flavor and terpenes with you guys. So as long as that stays consistent, and the genetics, I think, will be the biggest attributing factor, and obviously the process environment, everything there, I don't think you're going to lose a lot with the, the change in the nutrients as long as you have your micro and macros, you know? Looking at the cost per gram, so to speak, is what you have to start to get into when you're having, like, at that point, breaking it down. It's like, well, shit, where's our money? Because you guys also have other people besides Boko who will be, you know, vendors, correct? Correct. Yeah, so then you, you're literally competing. It's one thing if you're doing it direct from your facilities only, because then you can control that a little bit more. But when you're trying to get it out in the market, you know, you, you have to compete with the people on the shelf, unfortunately. We're in about 61 different dispensaries around the state, which doesn't seem like a lot when there's 700 plus. But yes, we the Bocos only consume about 25% of what we produce in this facility. So that's 75% to go to wholesale. Um, and our goal over the next two to three years is to, to finally come to a point where these botanical companies will, will buy 100%. So keep growing our, our dispensing side. But at the same time, this is a slow process because property in the market right now has the THC tax on it. So everything's outrageous for something that you could have bought five years ago for next to nothing, the trash dump. And now they want millions of dollars for it because it's licensed. Do you know what I mean? So um, we're doing a slow process on building up and we will be opening a new store here in June out towards Grand Rapids and Middleville. So that will make us... Uh, Kind of a lot better position for another store, so we're excited about that. So, hell yeah, it's awesome. Well, it sounds like we. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. I was gonna say we've got some exciting things coming up for sure. And uh, you mentioned where they can uh, buy your stuff. Um, are you on social media too? Do you have anything that you can shout out that our followers can uh, follow you on? Yeah, we're at uh, Franklin Fields Canna, and that's our Instagram handle. Franklin Fields just on Facebook and franklinfields.com on just your web search. Um, and like I said, we are always willing. And we used to do a lot of live videos all the time um, on Facebook just to kind of let people into the grow and get a sneak peek to see what we're doing. And we've been slacking lately because life gets busy, man. And it just, you know, you don't have the time to do the things you enjoy. So something we're going to be bringing back as well, kind of trying to build our brand page up and just get more hype around it. And that's where I think the hype really, in my opinion, doesn't come from the retail side. It comes from the grow side. And that's one thing we're kind of trying to establish now is keep building the hype around Franklin Fields and the brand. Keep bringing fire genetics that keep producing and, and, and give people the, the satisfaction and what they're looking for in a smoke and keep providing a clean product that uh, is uh, enjoyable and 
not something that's harsh on the lungs every time you smoke. So that's our biggest goal. I mean, we just want to be, we want to be the best of what we do. And we, we, we take pride in what we do. And so I think that's the biggest thing that sets us apart from the rest is that everything we put out is hand nurtured and hand cared for and by the people that work here and myself included. So. Oh yeah, man. Awesome well, to hear, man. And I, I, I put a link in the chat. I believe that you said Franklin Fields Canna, correct? Yeah, you got it right there. Yeah, nailed yeah, it. Yeah, Boom, yeah. right there, guys. Go hit him Boom. up with a follow. Uh, let him know the stash has arrived. Man, a lot of solid gems. And honestly, it sounds like when it comes to the grow itself and even diving into it a little farther, we could definitely do another episode on this. Um, I, I loved how we kept it more of the business and uh the the you know what it takes to kind of lo run this operation at large scale and uh it, it's nice to hear how humble you are in terms of understanding that you know failure is imminent but the learning to the 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 way you adapt to it is really what counts so i i really appreciate you uh you coming on and uh filling us in oh yeah man check out the video over on uh, cltv to see inside the grow and and more of there and we also have a thank you sir booth so you can see a little bit more of the actual quality because again there's Trey right there over here on Twitch. We we are very critical, man. As Matt knows, he knows we're very critical. And uh, I, bro, wow. I just was flab. I was flabbergasted that we got the one that I didn't like. And then everything <laughs> else, bro. I'm talking everything else is just boom, so good. It's crazy, man. And that's where again, it's the passion for the plant. That the bud speaks for itself. It literally does. That's where you, you don't have to argue it. Just smoke it. Find out definitely worth it if you're in the michigan area grab at least a pre-roll i'm telling you you'll, you'll be very happy that's awesome guys if you're watching this on youtube don't forget leave a like leave a comment let us know if you want to see a, an episode two what kind of conversations we could get into in the future we appreciate hearing back from you and don't forget we do record these episodes live in front of a live digital audience over on twitch.tv slash from the stash podcast 2 p.m central 3 eastern 12 pacific come check it out help influence the conversation that's going to be about it for us guys if you're on twitch stick around after the, the show because we're going to do a live smoke session with uh with your boys here but if you're over on youtube man we appreciate your faces um boys should we see us yeah. out so that being said it's your boy robin seal tv mr girl pigeon 420 and matt Tony from franklin fields check it out see you next time but stick around and smoke now, Matt, oh. I see you can't smoke in the office. No, so, I can't smoke in the office. Oh, so that's definitely something that needs to take into consideration for the next build <laughs> as a smoking room. I get it. I get it. Yes. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, okay. we're gonna we're we're just gonna smoke in sesh. You're more than welcome to join us and and uh, and join along. Or uh, if you gotta go, don't let us keep you if you uh, if you got things. Fitness, baby. I got a couple minutes. I'll hang out for a little bit, and then I'll buy Hell yeah. off after that. So I, get a couple I believe Matt can see the chat. So if you guys, if uh, yet yeah, was that right, Matt? If you had any questions or any comments for Matt, uh, feel free throw them in there now. I saw a lot of questions. There's in there one from regards. another Matt. How many different cultivars are you running this run? Belgium Andy asks. How many cultivars am I running this? I mean, I have twelve flower rooms, so every room has four different cultivars in it. So. 48 different cultivars I have going right now on this wow. facility. That's Ooh. crazy. That's crazy. I love to hear that, man. The way he bounces. Man, I have a hard time really with more than two. two. I know, three. <laughs> three right now. I'm struggling <laughs> to keep the right one. But man, to see uh, the way it's, it's leveled out too, where each room pretty much will yield the same because he'll have, he'll put in a heavier yielder in this area. Like the way you're breaking it down, that pug's breath, small, tight little buds. And then you had another one, uh, one of the Kush's something it was. I can't remember. Kush or the... It was one I that you said remember. you wanted to get rid of. You're like, yeah, I don't oh, like that, that one. Yeah, that juicy fruit I don't want to get. I remember berry too. They were it's, big, it's, it's, thick buds though, dude. Like huge. We try to we try to grade everything based on uh, four categories. First is you know how well it, uh, t uh, how many grams per watt, or we can figure how many pounds per light. You know what I mean? That's number one. That's a a 40% scale on my 100% grading scale. Next is 15% of it's the nose, cause that's a huge thing. Um, and then it's the bud size, another 15. And last but not least is your 30% of it is your THC, you know, and that's how we grade our strains based on that. So it takes all the personal attributes out of it, these personal emotions that everybody gets so attached to these strains. It's like, oh my God, I love that strain. Well, it's not doing no good here. So it's time for it to go. Um, 
And that's some of the biggest things I think we have a hard time doing is letting go of strains that we've had for 10 years now in our stable and being like, oh, see you later. So, yeah. You almost romanticize those ones. It's like, oh, that's the one, though. It's like, yeah, the market's not saying so. That's the downside is like, you know, I think that that's where I wouldn't do so well in running a full facility because I don't want to have the sweet cultivars or the, the ones that are a little bit more mild. And more and more as like, even exploring different beers, I realized that this is probably the same way of people consuming flour is that they don't always want the crazy terpy flavonoid stuff. You know, they want just a little bit more mild, smooth, light. It's hard for me to digest that. So I couldn't, couldn't scale. Like, no, you're getting gassed. We've made this reference so many times in regards to beer, right? It's like some people like a really light beer. Some people like a really hoppy, dark, nasty beer. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it's, it's really preference. And I think the same thing can be said about weed. Some people want something that just tastes good. You know, I call it grandma weed. You know, she just wants something that tastes good. She can sit and play some bridge with the ladies and not get torn up. And she's just, it, it's a great time, you know? And then you've got something that you want that, you want that, that knockout weed where it's like, it doesn't even matter how it tastes. I've got to go out with the in-laws and I need something that's just going to knock me on my feet. I don't want to remember anything, you know, and it doesn't matter how it tastes. I just, I got to put up with this. You know what I mean? So it's about, it's about preference, you know, and in my opinion, there needs to be that, that catalog of weed and not just this pretty weed that, you know, has 30%. I don't even think like, I think we've already kind of hammered this nail on the head, but like at 30% THC, you are losing. You know, you're losing other cannabinoids at that at, at that level. I feel like, yeah, you know? it's focused we, in another area too much. Right, right. Because okay. we know if we focus on CBD, what do we lose for CBD? THC, right? You can't have a big THC and a big CBD because it's counteractive. It's counterproductive. So by increasing the THC, how many other cannabinoids are we annihilating, you know, at, while we do that? So, um, well, speaking of uh, terpenes, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to answer one question. Somebody asked if we had any strains growing from Michigan. Uh, breeder Thug Pug Genetics, we have a ton of uh, Gromer's cuts in this facility. So those are probably my favorite Michigan breeder would be Gromer. And then one last question somebody asked me was, what was my first strain? And remember it? Yeah, I had some Ace of Spades by Subcool Genetics going. Um, oh. I remember if you guys remember that back in the yes. day. Back. And yeah. I had... Uh, yeah, some Ace of Spades, and I had some, uh, some not, it was some, not a blue cheese, it was something like a, a skunk one cut that I had from way back in the day in 2008, and I was running in this DWC system that I built by myself, and I ended up getting root aphids for my first time on my first grow, not realizing that you had to temperature control your water, and my water was getting about 85 to 90 degrees. Oh, sure. uh, that Oof. seems foolish that you would have to cool your water. You know, why would I know that? <laughs> so um, I do remember I went to uh, HO Hydroponics in Lansing when they, or maybe it wasn't HO, I, mean, I think it was, but anyways, they had to, went in there and asked the guy, hey, what should I buy for to take care of the root aphids? And he gave me this bottle of like S&S 104. And he's like, you mm. just add this to your S&S. res and just flood your thing and it'll get rid of them all. So I'm like, okay, sweet. So I went home, dumped this whole gallon jug into my red, <laughs> came in the next day and all the plants were laying dead on their side, realizing you only need to add third, about 30 to 60 mils. Mills. Yeah. yeah, the old Sierra natural <laughs> science. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I bet you uh, the aphids were done though. killed everything everything those are the humbling experiences that you learn from i mean it sucks yeah but i just got back up on the horse and started riding again and and i'm back to where you know that's what makes you you know that for the next time you know what i mean um without those experiences gosh i don't know where i'd be i'd still be doing it in my garage you know what i mean that's for sure Mm -hmm. now somebody else asked a question about um scaling organic has you ever thought about doing an organic run like super soil is that i know i've heard restrictions in michigan in terms of microbial uh, things like that now so the bee actually certified, yeah to be certified organic you'd have to get fda approval which that's we're not federally there yet so everybody that states they're or 100 organic michigan is just using a michigan third-party certifier to say that they're organic you know what i mean so yes they're almost there but they're not 100 percent approval my problem with living soil, organic worm castings, bat guano, teas, is I have a hard time controlling because we did do living soil for a while. Um, Bridger 
my head cultivation manager is a living soil tea kind of guy. The problem with we have with it is the bugs that come with it. The fungus gnats, the white flies, and they are just sometimes can get a little out of control. And I'm not a big fan of disorderly like that. I like clean when you can walk down the facility and not swat in your face because all the bugs are flying around. Um, something I definitely think that we would love to try down in the future, but for right now, with who we are and how we're growing, synthetics work really well for us. So I think synthetics will be the kind of way we go for the future, but I'm not opposed to saying, I'm never going to say never because we could try something new next year, you know what I mean? Or next week. So. And especially with advancements in science, you know, there could be a, a new method, so to speak, in the organic realm. That's all, and there is a few out there, but in terms of scaling that to 3,000 plants is a little different than somebody's tent or their backyard or their basement grow. So that's, that's to convert it to would be a whole other thing. The beauty of it is you do have space to, especially as you guys scale, to have experimental grows, so to speak. Now, you got to have, have an ROI, but if you find a mix and, you know, your crew finds a mix, you could always implement that into the larger scale grow, especially since you're still doing stuff on your own, so to speak. So it's, it's really interesting to see where the evolution of Franklin Fields is going in such a short period of time. Because seeing even the, uh, the extract area for like edibles and stuff where me and Trey got to check out, the future, I don't know if I can talk about it, but whew, wow. The, the, the future is very, very bright for Franklin Fields in terms of taking a new approach to where these commercial grows are. Because a lot of them, I feel like, are just stuck on this pound, 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 more flour, more flour, more flour, and you guys are looking in a lot of realms of production. We are going to be, I know one big thing that we'll be releasing this year that will be only exclusive to us is uh, we, we partnered with a company out of California called House Osaka, and we're going to be actually making THC-infused wine, um, which is, I think, oh, nice. a game changer. Um, we're also going to be making THC-infused uh, uh, sparkling waters and some other um, CBD products that are THC infused drinking products as well. Um, really focusing on the beverage market because it seems to be very undersaturated, unlike the gummy market and uh, distillate and live resin or live yeah live resin pro market. So I know we're going to do some dry hash rosin too, which I'm really excited about. So little old school technique to the future as well. So hell yeah, man! I'm excited for that. Be able to, yeah, grab a six pack of her and just go take it home for the evening. <laughs> That's nice, man. That's that nice. Or a nice I do, fine wine bottle. I do totally you. agree that the uh, the drink uh, industry is totally underutilized by the cannabis industry. Not to say that it would be the easiest market to influence, particularly in Canada. Again, here I'm uh, different from you guys. It's so heavily res regulated and restricted that it's not as easy to get these drinks on to market. And if you did, the amount of THC infused is like 10 milligrams. So it's, it's, it's really tough to like meet all needs. Cause a guy like myself, 10 milligrams is like what is kind of infused in the air naturally in my house. Doesn't give me <laughs> that kind of uh, effect when I go to a store and spun 1199 on a drink that has 10 milligrams of THC. It's like, no, yeah. fuck off. It's, I want it's almost like a Christian drink. from Canada right now. I didn't know you were from Canada. Yeah. Yes, sir. Canada and Nevada. I'm the only Michigan boy here. You have, have you tried the drink up there called Sweet Justice? The Coca-Cola product? No. No, I, I, no, I, I, I've tried Mimics. There's like these other infused drinks that try to mimic Coca-Cola and they're nasty. It's like ass water. Yeah, tried, <laughs> I, I got introduced. Somebody brought me a sample of this. It had no THC. It was just a dry run, but it's called Sweet Justice. And okay. it is from some people that used to work for Coca-Cola that left and changed the recipe to not match Coca-Cola, and they're infusing it with THC. And from what I understand, I tried it without THC, and it was it just tasted just like Coke. The only difference mm. is they're using corn syrup rather than uh, I would think Coke uses something different. Um, so I think they use cane sugar Coca-Cola, and and they use corn syrup, whatever the process is. But right, um, right, and this is and this has the and it's infused or no. Yes, it is infused. Yep. It is infused. Okay, all right. Well, I'll have my manager give them a call. Yeah, can I yeah, check? Yeah, yeah, sweet. It's crazy, cool. man. Yeah, I'll check it out. But yeah, it's it's tough when it's only 10 milligrams, though. I get yeah. it. I get it. Could totally, have higher. But... Yeah. That's where it's like you'll, you'll have probably right different, different uh, you know, levels. A higher-end one that's going to cost a little more, that's going to, you know, knock you out a little bit more and lower. 
I think it's going to be really cool to see uh, the variety of, of consumer goods and products that come out there. Because again, the hardcores of us, we're probably going to always buy flour. We're always going to have 100%. our flour. But the, the new consumers and people who are getting into this market want this kind of stuff. They want to be able to get a nice pre-roll. Uh, they want to be able to get a drink or a good edible or something I, unique, you know? I believe the days of pre-rolls are going to be done, honestly. Like, don't get me wrong. There's always going to be a need for a joint. But it's it packs. But I just think that with the new people getting into the market right now, with the with the ability to just have one of these these vape pens, or you know the cartridges, like the again the the mon pops that are getting into this, they don't want to smell like weed. They've got to get into a meeting. They got to get home with the kids. They got to be able to go to work. They can't reek like weed. So it's like, what are you getting? You get a pen. You hit that three times. You go in. No one knows the wiser. I, I really believe this is where the future is, and there'll always be a place for the smoking the joint and a bong at home. But uh, yeah, there's there's a lot in that market now. Um, just to, to round things out, uh, Matt, anything that you like? Do you have anything new coming? You did mention that you've got a little excitement coming around the bends. Um, you do. I you shared your uh, social media over on Instagram. I have the link for that. We'll get that back in there. Um, but what does Franklin Fields have that uh, they want to share to the world? I mean, we're just, we have a ton of new stuff coming. It ain't going to be anytime soon because I have a ton of testing to do on all my seeds I pop. But we did have our new strain, which I was talking to Rob about a couple weeks ago, that first class funk that just dropped. Our biggest testing uh, strain so far to date, 29%, almost 30 I know that seems crazy to you. I know we talk about THC, but for us, that's a milestone. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a GMO times Jet Fuel Gelato. It's fire. It smells just like gas like you started a dumpster fire at your house and we're sitting your face in it but um yes that's uh, something new that we got that we're excited about we just cut down some blueberry muffin by humboldt seeds that smells just like a fresh blueberry pie that's going to be more your lower thc high terpene but it is very excited about some of these new strains we do have coming um because we are also focused on thc we're also focusing on cannabinoids and, and terpenes as well. So we got a, a mix of both. We're not just pushing THC. We're not in that big race. Yes, we got to be there in some attribute, but we're also, we're, we're growers. We know what we want to grow. And until the market takes and tell us we can't grow them, we're going to continue to grow what we like. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Man, Love that's it, what I man. like to hear. That's what I like to hear, man. I, there's a world for the craft. And by craft, I mean that craft cannabis, you know, and that's oh, that yeah. market where it's like, I just, you know, you won't be going to the, 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 the Gucci store to get your, your weed. You know, you'll be going to that, that, that nice little place where, where Chris takes you in Vegas in the back alley and it's just the best experience of your life. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> um, man, th- thank you. Thank you so much for, uh, for uh, joining us today, man. We really appreciate yeah. it. A lot of, yeah, lot of real gems, a lot of real gems. Yeah, dude, um, we'll be linking soon. I need to come smoke that first glass funk. We do. Sure, we do. Me, well, you me guys, and uh, you enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, thanks for the invite and for having me on. I really enjoyed it. So, hey, brother, anytime, man. Thanks, you, welcome guest. You enjoy the rest of your okay, afternoon. Bro. Don't work too hard, eh? You guys yeah. too. All right, brother. Take care. Guys, easy, brother. Have a good one, guys. Man, hell of an interview, man. What did you guys <sighs> think of that, man? That, that guy did not expect it. That was that was so good. That was oh, so man. good. Um, I I just have to say, yo, huge shout out to Matt. Shout out to Franklin Fields, man. I I hadn't met him before he came on here, and to hear somebody so you know uh, high up within his own grow facility and within the industry, to to be so open, man, to be so open Dude, about what it takes to run the business, things that the, that he does, great tips, great great. I just. That's what the community's all about, man. That's what I'm talking about. That's what the community's all about. And that was really humbling. Very humbling. Dude, so I, make I sure you go follow. You on the first cultivar I had, Dank Deezer Boof, I gave him a booth. Right. He saw right. Trey in Vegas and said, no, 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 no. You got the wrong one. You boys need to come back. Come to our facility. We're going to give you the right stuff. You pick it out. You check it out and pick it out. Came out there. They showed mad love. Hooked it up. We still bought some from the dispo. And man, like just on point he's so transparent about everything showed us everything brought us to i mean that's why i was like we got to get this guy in the show he's going to be on cltv live soon too i'm going to get him on there we got a lot more to talk about in terms of the michigan side of things and and looking at that scalability man there's a lot more we can go into and i think maybe we should talk to more people too agreed agreed canada that we could talk to we've got even uh uh, let's see chris's interview coming up soon maybe we have a another guest from Chris's um, side, um, come to this uh, side. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of interview, Chris, what do you got coming up for content? 
What is it? Uh, let's see. I've got a garden talk on Saturday. This is going to be with uh, Canadian Leaf Genetics. So Graham is doing his thing up there in Canada. Yeah. And uh, talk to him about Canada. breeding. So that one's coming up. And then we have Sunday with Unfiltered with Green Goblin. So that'll be a good Ooh, one. The Green Goblin. Green Ooh. Goblin. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Ooh, yes. He opens up. So that's you guys, what you guys got? Straight beard management, eh, boys? That you're talk about? <laughs> beard games. Uh-huh. Blake. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Rob, what you got? I'll ask you this time. You know, uh, I've got an update on the chillouts. They're looking fucking gorgeous. Going to have a CLTB live either tonight or tomorrow. Just depends. I'm going to take my kids swimming tonight at indoor pool. Ooh, nice. Yes. After that, we'll see what time it is. Most likely we'll do that. And uh, otherwise, another CLTV episode dropping here real soon. And keep it on a hush of what it is because it may get pulled down as soon as I put it out. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then, uh, what is today? Thursday? We're, we're going to be live tonight. Me and oh, me and P. Twitch.tv slash pigeons420. It's pretty much always, if you don't know, P's always live. Always. always Daytime, live, nighttime. Man. Live, 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 live. live I'll be live baby. too. Twitch.tv slash RobCLTV. And then, what do you got cooking, P? Man, uh, man, my girl's in the garden right now. I've got, the, I'm going ocean grown strong right now. I've got the uh, dark plasma, which was a personal favorite from my last girl, but I had to cull it because she wasn't, she wasn't cutting the cold cutting in it. So she, she took the, took the, the, the chop last time, but this time all three are on point. I've got Yoda soda just mm, cooking. The girls are just fantastic. I updated, updated my Instagram, I think yesterday. And uh, oh, yeah, they're all they just look looking great. really, really good. Yeah, and I'm just trying to give them a little bit of a stretch right now because, like I said, I'm trying to get some space between the canopy and the pot. So a little bit of a stretch, and then I'm going to go in there and go ham over the next little while. And I've got stems that are just thick. But when it comes to content, uh, I actually posted a new video today. Uh, Pigeons Clips uploaded a new video. I Don't get into vehicles with strangers. Very quality lesson. You can check that out right here. Go do me a favor. Go to that video. Pigeons Clips... Uh, FTS sent you, and I'm only 90 subs away from 1,000 over there. Wow. Okay, if we could okay. maybe get that over here if we get enough people who haven't already subbed. But I feel good. like everybody here's oh, already, oh, yeah. they're they're already, already so good. They're already sub. It's a it's completely branch out, guys. No, it's not the same content. Uh, not as even in the same realm of content that what you'll be used to. But uh, if you're up for a surprise and you're up for just an adventure of where I might go with things. Go join over there, Pigeons Clips, new tight or new channel name and logo coming real soon. So yeah. We also have a new episode of FTS dropping this evening. Not mm. gonna tell you anything about it. You'll find out it's a good mm. it's a good mm. And then tomorrow morning, what's that? Favorite oh. show? Favorite Top show? Buds? Top Buds Top is gonna be live buds. eight AM Central, nine Eastern, and then six Pacific if you so desire. Mm. Too, uh, early. too early. Too Pacific. early. Too early. <laughs> Boy, did we change it. And, and and I'm not gonna say anything about what we might may or may not have working in the background right now. But the boys and I were kind of talking about something and you might be seeing something new coming in the next few weeks. So bump bump Jump bump. Because you know we ain't doing enough. We yep. ain't doing enough. Let's add something else to the to the calendar, <laughs> shall we? Shall that we? New that new new? Yeah. Uh, boys, what another uh, great episode! Oh, Thank you. And we're also going to be live oh, with Rico tomorrow, Dutch Pro oh, over that's here. Right? Thank you. Oh, yeah, your fifteenth show. Shut up! You're just as bad. This is the pot <laughs> calling the kettle black here, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, uh, yes, yes. We actually have a catalog coming near you uh, soon. Yeah, it's going to be a guide, TV guide. Yeah, the TV guide. It'll be. Well. Taking a mailing list over at the pigeonscoop.com. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Had to. Um, but yes, you're right. Uh, it's twitch.tv slash the Dutch Pro Podcast. Um, go and hit that up. Wink, can you hit me with a link real hard, real fast? Wink with the link. <laughs> um, and then other than that, yeah, I think that pretty much rounds us out. I got a garden update tomorrow, too. Boom. I forgot about that one. But uh, new video on the Pigeons 420 channel drops tomorrow. Will be an update on these girls. And I'm going ham. So I want you guys to see what happens. Should okay, I think we're done. Are we done? Yeah, I think maybe we we'll done. Be done that was only seven <laughs> minutes of content listing right there. We're good. I, I'm but, honored. Uh, I, I, I think it's crazy we do that. Go ahead, Chris. Got to just give all the uh, support in the chat. Oh and yeah, so yeah. many people. Oh, please, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Over there, we'll find the Dutch pro. We'll we'll put it Don't in our Discord tomorrow. You I'll guys will find it. it. I'll get it. I forgot. Neil Soul Slacker, hundred bits. I'm not even gonna say how much. He just showed love. 
Eddie Monster, mad love. Nelbonics, love. Mrs. Wolfie, shout out to you, mad love. Todd Various, pushing that hype train to the tippy tippy top. Supreme or Superior Buds, D Squad, Switch the Sweets. Big Sexy Buds, always just throwing, throwing, just, you know what I'm saying, consistently. On a roll. Fucking Todd again. Goodness gracious. Rat 420. Just throwing him out there as well. He was just making it rain. We got any more? I can't even find it. Bud Scroggin, morbid. Wow. Guys, appreciate y'all. Really, really appreciate the love and support. You have no idea, man. That's legendary, man. That is huge, guys. Thank you so much. And, and like, of course, you guys know, uh, we try to record the shows. We try to keep it as formal as possible. And we see, well, I've seen big, sexy buds. I saw Todd. I saw everybody trying to distract us with those gifted subs. But it didn't work. It didn't work. Um, we were able to hold off. Uh, we just try to give all the recognition towards the end so we don't uh, have too much to edit during the, for a YouTube video. But yeah. I'm telling you, the love is real. We're going to be back here from the Stash Podcast next week on Tuesday. Same place, same time. The boys, we get beautiful down, face. Huh? Yeah, yeah, we got a great show planned for you then too. So I hope you guys have a great weekend. On behalf of myself, of course, Wink in the back with the P's and the Q's and the J's and the T's. He's got it all figured out. Mr. Grow It and your boy, ROBCLTV, hitting you hard. Guys, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. We out. Peace, everyone.